Next on BYU Sports Nation, bowling for the holidays. Which bowl game do you want BYU football to play in this year? Vegas or Hawaii? The Cougars' result against Utah State could have a major impact on the bowl destination. Aggies head coach Matt Wells joins us. Plus, NFL Super Bowl winner, BYU legend, and aspiring BYU Sports Nation co-host Dennis Pitta back on the show. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back to work live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 25th, happy Thanksgiving Day Eve, wherever and however you're dialed in. <laughs> That's Great to thing. have you with us. Yeah, of course it is. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the mid-majorist, mid-major superstar of them all, Jerem Jordan. I know what I am. I'm not playing for a national championship. I'm playing for 89 win- eight or nine wins. I'll be happy. Not 10? A- as a broadcaster. Not 10? 10 would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be a nice pay increase. Well, yeah, 10 is the, you know, outlier probably. <laughs> I'm an eight-win-a-year kind of host. <laughs> what a super Tuesday, by I the way. I am. BYU Sports Nation, okay? Yeah. Followed by BYU Women's Basketball. Mm-hmm. New episodes of Inside BYU Football. Yes. And After Further Review. And BYU Women's Volleyball. What a day, man. Yeah. And you were involved in, like, almost all of that. It was good. It was really good. It was Made a long real day. bits of Panther. BYU continues to protect Provo, Jerem. Undefeated at home. We're going to throw out swim and dive, apparently, in this conversation. But BYU finishes the fall like 31-0 and at home or something. Soccer, volleyball, football, and now Men and men's and women's, and women's basketball have yet cross to country. lose. It's, it's crazy. Hey, if we throw in cross country, we've got to throw in swim and dive. They played in October, and the women's team lost two meets. They didn't win, rather. The only Whatever. setback. The only, really good at home. The only thing I regret yesterday was that I was not involved in the conversation you and Brian Logan had, at least directly, for yesterday's Twitter topic on the show. Mm. And that so you is, want to win now? If you could bring back one player next year, who would it be? We put out a poll question. Christian most of Stewart the, should have won. Most that. of the responses were Bronson Kafusi or Taysom Hill. And? Well, well, Brian said Jamal Williams. And then Brian said Sneaky Jamal Williams. Pick. Yeah, yes, but I think Jamal, just, he's coming back. So I think that the Bronson conversation is more compelling because he's certainly not coming back. And, and a hotter topic right now after the last two games. Two games ago, no one was saying Bronson Kafusi over Taysom Hill. Yes. Now, yes. now people are feeling that way. Hey, by the way, uh, Jerem. Yes. Just want to point out that uh, our beloved producer, Ben Bagley, mm-hmm. uh, who is a Utah State graduate. Well, wanted no, to point no out, Utah graduate. Sorry, Utah graduate. Yeah. But he didn't even a graduate one time, from Utah A State. one-time Utah State student <laughs> athlete or athletic yeah, yeah. student. In the, what was it, Javelin? Ben? Yes. He wanted to point out his love for your support of the Utah State Aggies on the show today with your shirt. It does appear that way, doesn't it, <laughs> now that I look at it this way. Hey, we appreciate your support, Jerem. Aggie fans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I also happen to get my gas at Maverick, which is their stadium, because it's the cheapest one. Oh. You know where my loyalties lie. Give me a break. Yeah, we're not questioning that. I didn't get that indiv- indivisible tattoo for nothing. Although I do still question the top button. That will never go away. And so do many of the older generation that I encounter <laughs> the, on the streets. The older generation. Why are you wearing that top button? Because I want to. That's why. <laughs> why are you wearing it without the top button? <laughs> Oh, here. Are. <laughs> By the way, did we have a poll result from Bronson and Taysom? Oh yeah, what, what was the what were the final numbers on that, Ben? I think that's still we're coming. In. It's a, tw- a 24-hour it poll, right? So yeah. it should go until like 
I don't know, roughly ten fifteen today. Yeah. So you can cast your well, vote no, still. Just, let, sure. But let's just end it now over the results. Okay. We'll get you the results of Bronson versus Taysom in ben just a moment. Ben hasn't found them yet. That's While we are waiting for those results, here are today's <laughs> BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball in action tonight against the fighting Jerry Rice's Mississippi Valley State. The Delta Devils, Jerem. The Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Interesting. By, by the way, we just got the final numbers. Oh. Taysom Hill, 54. Bronza Kafusi, 46. Wow. Okay. The people have spoken. Over, split, five, over basically 500 split down votes. the middle. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. By the way, basketball tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Dave Rose said that Nick Emery will get his first start as a BYU Cougar after he has shown out early this season. I thought that he would start this season. I didn't realize it would be game four, though. So he's impressed. The 11th-ranked women's volleyball team beat Pepperdine in four sets to clinch the outright West Coast Conference title. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Alexa Gray is in the zone. Had 29 kills last night. She's been unbelievable the last two and a half weeks. Her whole career. And Sierra Parker had a season-high 31 digs in the win. The NCAA Tournament Selection Show, Sunday night, 9 Eastern on ESPNU. BYU with a good, good chance of hosting uh, in Provo to start the NCAA Tournament. We said the same thing last year when they were ranked 12th and the West Coast But now they're 11th, Spender. So they're up one spot. Yeah. And WCC champions again. And as we learned from soccer, sometimes it's regional and, you know, it, hey, UVU needs to be good. Utah needs to be good. You t- but can't cheer for them. But Don't Utah mess it State up, NCAA. Don't yeah. mess it up. There's a reason that BYU was the first and only unseeded team to get to the national championship match. They've been to the Sweet 16 three years in a row. Come on. Three years in a row. BYU women's basketball beat Utah State 81-69, led by Lexi Rydalch. The Cougars played in front of over 2,500 elementary students. <laughs> For two straight hours, that, yeah. that was the high-pitched squeal. Which is awesome. They also unveiled the 2015 WCC Tournament Championship banner. And Cougars in the NFL. Of course, the Lions play on uh, Thanksgiving. So Ziggy Ansah and the Detroit Lions. Kyle Vanoy will face the Philadelphia Eagles in their annual NFL Thanksgiving Day game. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bowl-bound BYU, but where? If I had a choice, I'd go to the Vegas for sure. I, uh, I went back. I was there in 2009. I didn't play, but I was there, and it was it's still my favorite bowl game I've been to. Um, it'll be against a great opponent, and ultimately I think that's what we want as a program is to play the best team in the, in the best venue. ESPN, excuse me, BYU quarterback, tight end, and defensive end, Remington Peck. <laughs> yeah, what is it? <laughs> putting, putting out his desire – to be in the Las Vegas Bowl. BYU will play in a college football bowl game for an 11th consecutive season. In this, the 11th season for head coach Bronco Mendenhall. The, Cur- the Cougars have a current agreement to play in either the Las Vegas Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl in 2015 with the following stipulation. Whichever game they play in this year means the Cougars will be locked into the other game in 2019. So if it's Vegas this year, it's Hawaii in 2019. I, that... I, I hope that in 2019 that's not a, pro, that's not a, a thing. And BYU's in a conference? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. With that reestablished, let's roll out today's Twitter question. Which bowl game would you rather see BYU in, Las Vegas or Hawaii? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Nicoletto, former BYU football player. Anyone who says Hawaii knows nothing about college football. (laughs) (laughs) We are not questioning Nick's knowledge of college football. However, let's be fair to the situation, right? Yes, that is the mantra of this There is a chance 
that BYU could very well play in the Hawaii Bowl game. And, and, there is a case that that would be an intriguing matchup. But first, let's get it out of the way, Jerem. Why Vegas? Why is it so obvious? Why is the overwhelming response from right from Remington Peck and from Nicoletto that BYU should play in the Vegas Bowl? Well, one, it's a little earlier. I, Christmas Eve, logistically, for some, if some fans want to hang out in Hawaii and see the basketball team play, that could be an awesome setup, right? And it's Hawaii, awesome. But uh, to me, Vegas, double the payout, more than double the payout, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The Vegas Bowl pay out $700,000 more than the Hawaii Bowl. Whoa. If BYU goes to the Hawaii Bowl, they will lose money. They will lose money. It costs a lot to, one, get to Hawaii. Two, around Christmas time. Three, you're bringing wives and, in BYU's case, the only other college football team in the country that does this, kids with it. It costs a lot of dough, right? Christmas Eve, that's cool. Hawaii would still be cool. It would still be cool. But to me, Vegas was a, uh, an old... Say you go to the same restaurant all the time, and then you go a while without going there. But you liked it, but you kind of got sick of it. Once you go back there again, there's some nostalgia. There's some positive feelings. I think BYU fans are excited about the potential of Las Vegas skin. BYU went there five years in a row, kind of got, got old by the end, right? It'd be on ABC. It's against a Pac-12 opponent, Power 5. Double the payout. To me, Vegas is the clear, better situation for BYU. Makes Christmas travel plans for all people surrounding BYU football that much easier. Including <laughs> yourself, maybe in Hawaii on Christmas Eve, although there would be, there are worse places to be on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes. $1.35 million per team in the Las Vegas Bowl. It's hard to overlook that. That is the biggest factor right there. That's not a ton for a bowl payout, but it's, but it's, a good situation for BYU as an independent. Yes. They have to line up a bowl game. It's way cheaper to get to Las Vegas, too, than it is to Hawaii. I think, and, and BYU fans are thinking, oh, could we play Utah? Could we play Utah? Let's talk about that for a second. Utah played in the Vegas Bowl, was it last year? Yes, and there is verbiage in the Pac-12 agreement with the Vegas Bowl that if a Pac-12 team has played in the Vegas Bowl the year before, they're not supposed to play in it again the next year, unless... They sign off on it. The Pac-12 signs off on it, and... The participating university signs off on it. If I'm Utah, I don't sign off on it. What, you have everything to lose. You don't have Devontae Booker. You're vulnerable. What if you lose to BYU? You don't want that. You don't want any of that. You want to Utah, hold that four-game four win streak over BYU as long as you can. Utah will not sign off on the Vegas Bowl. I, I'm not. I, I mean, is it a possibility? Yes. But is 1%, 5%, Not really, right? right. BYU's not playing Utah and Vegas, in my opinion. It would be fun. No question. That would be an amazing matchup. Immediate sellout. That game would sell out in 24 hours. Huge, Yeah, huge numbers on TV, too. It'd be awesome. But Utah's not going to do it, in my opinion. Remington Peck is hoping that the Utes and the Pac-12 make an exception. Oh, man, yeah. I would, I would love that. I, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I have no idea how it's going to play out, and the likelihood is probably not that great, but I can't think of a better team to play in a bowl game for my last game. BYU against the sixth-place Pac-12 team. Tons of BYU fans. Jan Jorgensen jokingly calls it Lavelle Edwards Stadium South. Well, that, that was Brian Keel oh, Brian originally, Keel. and he called it Cougar Stadium South. Oh, Cougar Stadium South at Sam Boyd <laughs> Stadium with the new turf down there. And the more money. Okay, It's going to be a Power 5 opponent as well, regardless if it's Utah or not, because it will be a Pac-12 team. Right now, it would be something like USC, the sixth team in the... USC? Wow, that'd be awesome. 7-5 and five USC if they lose to UCLA? Well, if they win, they're 8-4. So. If they win, they're 8-4 and, four and playing in the Pac-12 championship it's game. It's USC, baby. 
Okay, give me give me the other side of this coin. The Hawaii Bowl, BYU against the American Athletic Conference, $650,000 per team, so not great there. However, it's a better chance, Jerem, right now, looking at the college football playoff top 25, better chance to play a ranked opponent in that game because the American has had an outstanding year. Houston ranked, Navy ranked. Temple ranked. Memphis spent most of the year ranked. And can you imagine a rematch with Memphis? I'm not going to say who told me this, but there have been a couple of BYU football players that have said, and I quote, I dislike Memphis more than I dislike Utah. I would love love to play them again because of what happened last year. No, I feel, yeah, obviously, um, you know, some hurt feelings from one ending the season like that and then the way the game uh, finished. To me, playing a ranked team like Temple is not as intriguing as playing. But what if it's Houston? USC. Now, Houston would be interesting because if they're still ranked and they've been undefeated and Tom Herman, Ohio State, and that would. Or Navy. Ken Niamatulo, that whole thing. They will have fallen from grace. So you're going to get it. You could get a team that's kind of washed out at the end a little bit, right? If you're, Which no is matter. Memphis right now. Yeah. Memphis was on pace to maybe be in the playoff. No, that's no. no. They were ranked 13th at one point. I, I think either way, the matchup's going to be a good one. BYU's had some really boring matchups in the past couple of years. I, I look back at 2010 against UTEP in New Mexico. Boring, right? But this year, I really see an intriguing matchup against, I don't know, Mike Leach in Washington State, maybe in Vegas or USC or somebody like that. Interesting. Hawaii, potentially a ranked team. Although Temple's not very sexy to me, but if they're ranked, okay, cool. Utah State beat Northern Illinois, who was ranked in the in the Poinsettia Bowl a couple years ago, and I thought, was that a good was that a good bowl game for Utah State? That was a great win for BYU playing a ranked kind of team that has not been good but has emerged. Yeah, Tulsa or like Tulsa? No, Temple? Nah, eh, if they're ranked, Houston more intriguing. Okay, now I'd rather play USC though or yes, a team like course, that in Vegas. You're throwing out unranked. the best. You're throwing out the best potential. No, USC is team the there. is the. Uh, or Cal. And, okay. I wouldn't mind playing Cal again. Okay, do you want to play 6-6 six and six Cal? Or 6-6 six and six That's Arizona? What That's what we've lost to that 6-6 six and six Cal team. We've you, lost to Arizona You want to play that team over Let's a ranked team teams. in Hawaii? If it's shot at a second-ranked it's team. It's mainly at Temple. Okay, so you just don't want to play Temple. I don't want to play but Temple. But if it's Houston, Memphis, or Navy, you'd be okay with that. I don't want to play Navy for the sake of our guys' knees. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Plus, Navy's good. They could be the group five you, team. You in brought year up six. some of the bowl projections from the different media outlets. ESPN, Mark Schlebaugh says BYU and Tulsa in Hawaii. No. Brett McMurphy says BYU and Temple in Hawaii. Sporting News says BYU Houston in Hawaii. More intriguing. USA Today, another Temple nomination for BYU. Fox and CBS Sports have Tulsa there again. The only Not hot. outlet that has BYU in the Vegas Bowl is SI.com, and they have the Cougars playing Cal. As David Smith, the rugby coach, would say, BYU versus Cal. Cal. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Which bowl game would you rather see the Cougars in, Vegas or Hawaii? Let's get a tweet in. Cotton. It's Twitter time. At Rennie Hicks. Hey, Vegas, want to sell out your bowl game? Dreaming of Utah versus BYU in Vegas. Won't happen, but I can dream anyway. Sure. Wasn't that the song? Dreaming, dreaming. After the boys stay again. 
BYU just needs to beat Utah State first yeah. to make their case for Vegas. Their head coach, Matt Wells, joins us next. Who's going to start at QB for the Aggies? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's Hoops plays tonight against the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I'm not sure. BYU's going to win this by 40 or 50 tonight. It's, it's going to be uh, a bloodbath. To quote Stephen A. Smith about the Delta Devils, they are terrible. But they'll be here in the Marriott Center. You can watch it tonight. Uh, BYU plays Belmont Saturday. That's a, that's a top 100 RPI game traditionally. In fact, they finished 100 last year. That's a good game. And the next Wednesday, a week from tonight, do you know where BYU basketball is? They are in the Huntsman Center. Ah, uh, yeah. They're in the Huntsman Center. And we will be up there watching that as well. As Belmont BYU takes beat Marquette, by the way. Belmont's yes. a good team. And they lost to Indiana Evansville. And they lost to Indiana Evansville. But I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) In the the first segment, you said, well, that's the worst case. And we just kind of tried to balance each other out. You You give me the best, I'll give you the worst. Because BYU BYU basketball will have that on their resume. Well, they beat this team, but they lost to Long Beach State. Well, hopefully that's the worst loss. I know. I know. Hopefully that is the worst. Great. You're in good shape if that's the worst loss that you have to Long Beach State. Twitter question today. Which... College football bowl game, would you rather see BYU in? Vegas or Hawaii? At Dallin Durrett says the four reasons for Hawaii are more to get it out of the way with. Exposure, probably easier for 10 wins, and the BYU basketball team is there. Now that's a great point ah, with the probably easier to get 10 wins. Yeah. Because if you're playing a group of five team, that's different than playing power five teams. I think that BYU benefited from a home schedule where they did not have power five teams. Uh, and they go down and they have to make these fourth-quarter comebacks, it's harder against these Power 5 teams. Is a ranked American Athletic Conference team less than a mid-tier Pac-12 team? Dude, the talent on USC's team, just straight talent and size and NFL guys versus Temple. Yes, I know you, you keep Temple, going back to USC. It's not going to be USC. Break. It's not going to be Washington USC. Washington State, Cal, there's athletes, dude, versus Temple. What about Houston? The, the, the scraps from Philadelphia go to Temple. <laughs> right? They go to Penn State or other schools. They don't go to Temple. All Temple fans now hate Jerem Jordan. They're not watching. <laughs> woo-hoo, woo-hoo. <laughs> and their mascot is an owl. <laughs> As a Mormon, I have to love Temple. You know, I, I need to be nicer to them. Here's the thing. We, we all want Vegas for the most part. Okay, We have stated that. But at Dallin Durrett brings up a great point. Maybe it might be easier for 10 wins. Depends on who BYU's opponent is. And you get to watch the BYU basketball Exposure is a wash, by the way. You're on ESPN or ABC. It's, you're, gonna, you're going to be exposed well. Bowl games, they don't go up against each other. Very I dare say that there will be more exposure for December 19th because bowl games are new it, and fresh. And ABC. It's new. Saturday in the early afternoon. Yeah. That will be seen. BYU just needs to beat Utah State, bottom line. If they want to get to the Las Vegas Bowl and make it like make a strong case to get to Vegas, they need to beat Utah State. The Aggies head football coach Matt Wells joined BYU Sports Nation on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline yesterday to preview the Cougs and Ags. Once again, there is quarterback controversy in Logan. Here is that interview with Matt Wells, Jeremy Jordan, and Brian Logan conducting. 
All right, Matt. Last season, it, uh, we had a lot of fun with you on the show. There was some debate as to whether Chucky Keaton was red shirting or not. Remington Peck had broken some news. He gave us a hard time about Zach Nyborg feeding us some information. So uh, Nyborg. Here, here, here we sit again with wondering whether Kent Myers is going to be the starting quarterback or Chucky. You could just clear the air right now if you'd like. Yeah, I'll tell you, Kent's day to day, like all of us. Mm-hmm. We all are, aren't we? What what uh, will go into the decision of who starts if if Kent's healthy is yeah, he the guy how how healthy he is and and um, you know where he's at exactly you know it's you know at this time of the year as Brian can attest I man there's a lot of guys all banged up you know we're all day to day yeah yeah this this is a struggle more so I think for for the coaches I mean players you know we have a lot of bumps and and a lot of bruises and and we fight through but. You know, as as a coach, you have to go through um, you know a lot more injuries uh, with you guys specifically. Um, you know, kind of having a roller coaster season so far, uh, experiencing some highs and experiencing some lows. Um, you know, what what kind of coaching challenge um, has this season presented to you? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think trying to stay at a at an even keel. You know, trying to act medium a little bit because um, we have had some big wins and we've had you know disappointing losses. But golly, what I mean, what what loss isn't? You know, when you're a competitor, um, we've just lost you know two out of the la- you know two two times in the last uh, few weeks here in the last minute of the game, and so those are emotional games down to the wire, and and um, you don't find a way to win them. And then this past week, you found a way to win one, and and so it has been a little up and down. Um, in that, in terms of that, now you step out of conference. You end the regular season with BYU at Maverick Stadium. Do you like this game as the last game of the regular season? Well, you know, in terms of how it fits this year, you know, we're not playing in the Mountain West Championship game, unfortunately. So, um, you know, it is what it is. So, I, I I like the way it fits now. You know, you're able to put everything you got into it this weekend and and um, go play it see who wins and then we'll both be in bowl games after that yeah that, that, that's an interesting uh position that that you face and i think byu as, as far as fans we always say the same thing if, you, if you're not ranked in the top 25 if you you know lose one game you don't have a conference championship to to really play for so you know how motivated are you really if if those uh goals uh, kind of get erased from you in the beginning of of the season, uh, and, and and with that being said, and this being a rivalry game, I mean, do you really have to motivate your guys to go out and and, and make it happen and play hard? I don't. I don't have to motivate the Aggies. I mean, our guys are ready to play this week. Um, they will be ready emotionally at one thirty on um, on Saturday. Um, it's a big game to us. We will prepare though, Brian, um, and do the things we do practice-wise and preparation-wise exactly the same like we do all week, but I think just the fact that it's BYU and, and, and all that, I think um, it just happens to be a little bit different week. Matt, last year's game was uh, such a, a difference maker in the season for BYU. I'm sure for Utah State that was a big win as well, but uh, with, with everything that happened and, and Taysom Hill goes down and whatnot, does last year's game have any uh, bearing on this year's, or is that or is that last year's? Um, no, it was it it was last year's game. I think the bearing that it has is guys gain confidence. Um, as, as any competitor does, you gain confidence through success. And 
and um, the guys that had success and the guys that played well, I'm sure, have a good feeling going into this game this year. Um, but once the thing kicks off, you know, that's out the door. So maybe in terms of how you feel about it during the week and maybe um, in your motivation for your preparation and all that, but I don't know how much of a bearing it has once the game's kicked off. Coach, you guys had the third home longest uh, win streak in the country, 14 games. Does that add a little bit more confidence to you guys? And uh, with that being said, why do you think you guys have been playing so well at home? Well, I think it absolutely adds confidence. I mean, I'd rather have a 14-game winning streak than a 14-game losing streak here at home. Right. Um, and so I think our do, our guys do have confidence here in Maverick Stadium and playing in front of their home crowd and especially our student section, which is unbelievable. Um, so I think, um, you know, I think they have that confidence. Um, I think it is a great home field, home crowd atmosphere here, and um, we've we've played well. Coach, in 2010, um, I've said this story multiple times. Uh, I've, I've really got my feelings hurt. Um, it was the worst crowd by far in the history of my career, right, my entire career, even from seven years old in peewees. Uh, and, and the crowd was just vicious. How, do you ever sit back and kind of hear some of the things that the crowd says, or, or do you hear stories uh, from from other uh, teams on on just the mean, nasty things that they say to get inside players' heads? You talking about here at Utah State? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, honestly, I got those headsets on, so I don't hear um, <laughs> most of it, but. Uh, if you heard all that bad stuff, you were on the uh, the west sidelines. Those are the, I think those are the people that are pretty well behaved. On the other side, they got the radio headset on over there. Yeah. Boy, you can relate to that on the west side. I think I think you know I think you have rabid fan bases in the state of Utah. I think our fans are unbelievable. They're loud. Uh, the stadium, our stadium's not as big as the other two in state, but it's right on top of you. Uh, the sound is trapped in here, and it gets loud. Our students are unbelievably awesome in um, their support, and they're loud, and they're proud about it. You know, the other two stands, uh, stadiums uh, in the state, I think, are tough places to play on the road. And I have gone on record. I'm saying it now. I've said it before. I think, you know, playing in, in Provo and playing in Salt Lake are two of the tougher places to play that I've ever played or coached in um, stadium-wise and, and loudness. So I think I think all three fan bases are very passionate about their own teams. Utah State football coach Matt Wells in his third season in Logan is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you, this week you talked about Bronson Kafusi, compared him to Goliath. Uh, what has he done to become uh, maybe one of the elite players in college football this season? Well, I think he continues to improve his game. He is big, he's strong, athletic, um, rushes the passer, um, handles the double team very well. He's able to sit and anchor against a double team. Um, he's twitchy off the edge. You know, last year they played him at the at the boundary linebacker. He dropped into coverage a lot. He still drops into coverage sometimes as a spy technique, as a D lineman. He's just, you know, he makes plays, and, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a beast to be able to block in one-on-one situations. Coach, how do you game plan against a player like like Kafusi? I mean, as a, as an offensive coordinator, I would assume to run uh, opposite of him, but he's still able to to make plays. So it's kind of like you yeah. you you win or you lose, but you lose no matter what you, what you do. Yeah, you know, it's been um, 
it's interesting because it always seems like you know BYU has a guy on the edge that you have to do that with, and you're right about running at him or running away from him. I don't know which one's better anymore. Um, you know, over the years, I remember when I used to coach at New Mexico, it was Keel. You know, that was a factor. You know, lately it's been Van Noy, you know, and um, Alani Fua a little bit last year, uh, Bronson now. Um, I mean, the edge defenders at BYU are always long and athletic, and, and he's he's right there in that range. Now, you know, he's just he's a bigger one of those guys, and most of those guys are backers that I was just talking about. And he's a former backer, but now he's a DN, you know. After a 10-win season last year in which you played like four different starting quarterbacks, BYU now looks at a situation where they have the future in Tanner Mangum, yet Taysom Hill could possibly come back next season. Can you speak to the need for depth at that specific position and what role that played for your team last year? Well, it, it played a huge role in last year in our ability to continue to win uh, with the number two guy. We won a game with the number three guy, and then we won five games late in the year, including the bowl game with – the guy that was number four. And so I think having depth and having quality depth at that position um, obviously has helped us because we got to our third quarterback my first year as a head coach three years ago and um, and now obviously played two this year, um, three at times, although the injury didn't dictate the other one. Um, I just think it's it's key. I don't I don't know if it matters where you're at, but you gotta have quality guys that are great teammates, that are very selfless and and willing to sit and wait their turn and then be ready when called upon. Well Matt, we appreciate the time. Uh yep. fantastic stuff as always and uh we look forward to a good game on Saturday. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good guys. Appreciate y'all having me on. Happy Thanksgiving to you both. You too. Same to you, Coach. Okay, take care. That was Matt Wells on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline with Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan yesterday. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We still have no idea who's going to start a quarterback for Utah State. But it sounds like if Kent Myers is healthy, he will start. More of a dual threat, really good runner. Chuck Keaton's just not been the same post multiple knee injuries. Yeah, his numbers last game were yeesh. 14 to 29, 109 and a pick. Definitely not the same Chucky. Up next, Dennis Pitta. Aspiring BYU Sports Nation co-host joins us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up in 26 minutes, right after BYU Sports Nation at 1 Eastern Time, Inside BYU Football will re-air. Check it out, the salute to the seniors on BYU TV. It's a Super Wednesday. Inside BYU football rear and BYU basketball tonight against Mississippi Valley State. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Dave Rose told the media Nick Emery will make his first start tonight in place of Jake Toulson. 11th ranked women's volleyball clinched the outright West Coast Conference title last night in four sets against Pepperdine. Alexa Gray had 29 kills and has been named, this is new, the ESPNW National Player of the Week for her performance last week. Hashtag protect Provo. BYU women's basketball did just that. They beat Utah State 81-69, led by Lexi Reidalch. And then you look at Ziggy Ansah and the Detroit Lions. They've Face the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow in the annual Thanksgiving Day game for the Lions. Speaking of the NFL, Super Bowl champion and NCAA record holder for most receiving yards by a tight end. And we shouldn't forget, aspiring BYU Sports Nation co-host, Dennis Pitta joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Dennis, welcome back, man. Hey, thanks, guys. So we had something come up yesterday in a conversation with John Beck, his mullet picture 
And he was giving us trash about, man, why do you guys keep putting that out there? You got, there has to be a better picture of me. And then we said, well, we have Dennis Pitt on tomorrow. And your picture with, uh, with Max Hall, Austin Colley, and yourself as the Three Stooges got brought up. <laughs> which we just tweeted. <laughs> which, oh, good. Thanks. Which, which, photo, <laughs> which photo is worse, the John Beck mullet or your Three Stooges pick? You know, normally I jump at the uh, at the chance to make fun of John, but I'm going to be honest. Our our three Stooges pick was pretty bad, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm certainly embarrassed by it. You know, we were all young, and we really have Austin Collie to blame. He roped me and Max into that, mm. and uh, you know, it, it was you know I'm still I'm still living the you know the consequences of that decision today. Okay, so if it's a round robin and there's three three pictures in there, and Brian Keel and David Nixon's picture posing, you know, on on the ground looking up at the camera in the indoor practice facility. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen that one. That one's pretty bad. That one's pretty bad. But you know, we I I really hate the Three Stooges picture. It's a bad one. And it's one that Utah fans seem to get a hold of every year. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I, I going back to John Beck's picture. Um, I actually saw that mullet in person, and I did not hate it on John. Okay. So, you know, I was, I'm actually a fan of that style on him. His normal hairstyle isn't very good, so he actually went out of the box there. And, you know, with the mullet, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation, a proponent of John Beck's mullet. Who knew? Our Twitter question today, Dennis, is which bowl game would you rather see BYU play in? Las Vegas? Or Hawaii this year? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough call. I've been in the Vegas Bowl three straight years. That's the only bowl I've ever been to. And I loved it. You know, there, there, there's something about being in Vegas for that week and and I guess the glitz and the glamour of uh, Vegas. But uh, we had a blast there every year, and, and it seemed like we always had good matchups. You know, I think my, my last year we played uh, Oregon State, who was a top 15 program at the time. And so they were all really good games. I mean, but... You know, when you talk about Hawaii, that's a tough one to beat. You know, I'm 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 speaking strictly location at this point. Yeah, what um, ma- what matters but, uh, more, location or opponent, Dennis? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, ultimately, it goes to the matchup. I mean, you want the best matchup possible. I don't know, you know, what games are kind of, or what teams are kind of slotted into, uh, you know, the Vegas Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl. So I think at the end of the day, as great as Hawaii is. You know, Vegas is a good spot, too, so it's really about the matchup. In 2008, when Rob Gronkowski played for Arizona against BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl, do you think you had more catches and yards than him, or did he have more catches and yards than you in that game? You know, that's a good question. I was injured in that game. I was coming off of an MCL injury, and so I don't think that my stats were maybe as, as good as they should have been. But I'm going to say I outcatched Rob. Here they are. Dennis Pitta, five catches for 58. Rob Gronkowski, four catches for 27. Dennis Pitta, yeah. greater, greater than, than Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Yep, yep. I mean, the stats don't lie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> even with the sprained MCL. You know, I don't even remember him in that game, to be honest. I mean, that's you know kind of a bad thing to say. but Yeah, he wasn't I a big deal at the time. No, he wasn't. But even, even the following year, he was hurt that whole year. So, I mean, who, who knew of Rob Gronkowski before he, you know, Ended up with Tom Brady. Talking with Super Bowl champion Dennis Pitta, former BYU tight end great on BYU Sports Nation. When I watched Tanner Mangum play, the first time I saw his high school film, I think I might have said to Jerem, I think you were in the room with me, Jerem, and I said, he reminds me of Max Hall in just his sheer playmaking ability. Like, 
His throwing he, he motion just as well. finds a way to make throws, and he's got a good arm. Do you see any Max Hall and Tanner Mangum? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think uh, one of Max's strengths was certainly his ability to uh, to move around the pocket and make you know pretty much every throw from the pocket. And uh, Tanner certainly has those abilities as well. And so, you know, and Tanner can get out and move a little bit, and, and Max always thought he could. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, we always joked with Max. He thought he could, uh, you know, he thought he could really run. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're real similar players. And uh, I'm excited about Tanner and his future, and I think uh, he has certainly a promising one ahead of him. Dennis, now we sit here and Taysom Hill could potentially return to BYU next year and you'd figure it out with Tanner Mangum. And I've been looking at the top eight teams in college football and five of them have or will have started a backup at some point this year. So backup quarterbacks, you've got to have them. Do you want Taysom Hill to return for BYU? What's your opinion on that situation? Yeah, that's a tough situation. I mean, I have thought a little bit about it. And, uh, you know, obviously you want what's best for Taysom and you know, if that means coming back to BYU, if that's something he wants to do, then great. If if he wants to go somewhere else and and uh, you know be the guy, then you know that's that's great too. Um, but I think if he did come back, you know, I think it would be a difficult situation um, to just give him a starting nod because I think you would stunt the development of Tanner a little bit. And I think you know, obviously, the future of this BYU football program for the next three years is going to be um, with Tanner Mangum, and so. To, for Taysom to come back and, and throw him into the starting lineup would, would I think, be a little bit detrimental to uh, to the development of Tanner. But you know, at the same time, I think there's room for both of them on the field. I think Taysom's such a dynamic athlete that you know you can find creative ways to use him. I think you look back at some of those teams like um, Florida when they had, uh, what was his name, Chris, Chris Leak and, 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 and Tebow. You know, Tebow wasn't an every-down quarterback, but he came in in specialty packages and uh, did some things for him that really helped him. I think Taysom can be, um, you know, similar in that role, but I think he's also has value as essentially a slot receiver or out of the backfield and doing a variety of things. And so I think um, from that perspective, that's, you know, from a fan perspective, I guess, that's what I'd like to see the most, just, you know, Tanner be the guy and, and continue to, to grow and develop at that position because that's really the future. But, you know, allow Taysom to, to get in there and, and create mismatches and make it hard on defenses. Dennis Pitta joining us on BYU Sports Nation. For the first time ever, at least that I can remember, BYU football runs a reverse to a tight end who then throws a touchdown pass to a wide receiver in their senior day game against Fresno State. Remington Peck. Dennis, are you at least a little bit jealous that you never got an opportunity to throw the ball, especially in the red zone? Yeah, I'm I'm deeply offended by it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was an an all-state steak uh, flag football quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to never get a chance to throw a ball like that in a real game, I mean, it hurts. And to see Remington come in and do it, um, I was certainly jealous. But, you know, to be honest, it was a great throw. I didn't get to watch the Fresno State game, but I went back and, you know, I heard about that play and went back and watched it. And, uh, you know, on the run, with gloves on, making a throw like that in the corner of the end zone. I mean, it, it wasn't wide open. He had to make a good throw, and he did. It was, it was pretty cool to see, actually. Let's talk about you for a second here. Uh, what went into your decision to sit this year out? Well, um, you know, there was a variety of factors. Obviously, um, you know, I had to decide, you know, whether I wanted to play football or, 
or whether I wanted to focus on, uh, you know, co-hosting uh, the show. With, uh, <laughs> Get out of here, man. And so, you know, you that, didn't was, say a, that, that was a real conference. factor that went into the decision. And at the end of the day, I realized, you know, my future is in that studio. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say that at your press conference? That would be awesome if you had said that. You're like, well, you know, Bureau Sports Nation is a big part of my life. And Jerem's dead weight. Yeah, I didn't say that for a good reason, but um, <laughs> no, you know, it was it was a really tough decision. And at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't my decision alone, but it was a collective decision, not only between myself but my family, um, and, and as well as the doctors and the organization. You know, the doctors uh, felt like it was just too risky to be on the field at this time, even though you know I, I felt good practicing and um, didn't have any you know real major issues with it. Um, you know, they they thought it was too risky, and so with uh, that information and and you know, kind of some some uh, soul searching of my own, you know, we decided to shut it down for the year, and and we'll reassess it, you know, when the year's over. So, you know, we'll see. I, I don't really know what's uh, what my future holds, whether it's playing football or sitting next to Spencer, but uh, we'll see. Dennis, if you decide that football is no longer, whenever that is, we will consider you. As a potential co-host for this show, <laughs> come party with us. Is well, that... I appreciate that. Okay. I mean, if John Beck can get his own segment on the show, I mean, I guess you guys are just taking anybody these days. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys still do the? Do you guys still do the Fast Friday with Keel? Uh, that, that was during the, the summer. Yeah. Okay, so that's done. Fortunately, that's that's over. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> just firing bullets off left and right. I do want to. I do want to ask this as a follow-up. How how does your hip and and the ligaments and the body feel in, in that area? You know, it feels pretty good. And, and like I said, you know, um, I, I practiced for three weeks. You know, which was allowed under the the rules, and you know, it was really a, a time for me to test it and see how it felt and, and get a little bit more information for myself and the doctors um, in the decision that we had to make. And it felt good. You know, I felt like I was running. <clears throat> and able to, you know, cut and do all the things that, that I wanted to do and, and used to be able to do. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there was just, uh, you know, too much risk of getting on the field right now. And so we wanted to give it more time and, and, and see how it responded. But, um, yeah, overall, I feel good, you know. I'll, uh, I don't think I'll have any trouble being out in the, uh, the uh, field house beating German basketball anymore. <laughs> oh, I remember circa summer 09. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the beating part, but I remember playing. <laughs> That's all I remember was the beating part. I do, I do remember calling a foul on you as I went to the, the lane and you argued with me about whether that was a foul or not. I do remember that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's probably before I knew you very well. Here, here I am, five inches shorter and maybe I don't know how many pounds lighter. Anyways, no, we had a fun time. If you're ever in town, let, let's get you in here and uh, let's make you a regular here, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And if we're ever in Baltimore, but not too regular. You know what I'm saying? Jeremy and I want Jeremy and I want tickets to a Ravens game if we're ever in Baltimore. Come on out! I'll get you guys. Uh, well, I can't get your front row seats, but I'll get you. I'll get you somewhere in the lower bowl. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Jeremy's got the you John got Gruden you look can... of determination on his face right now. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Dennis, great to have you, man. All right, guys. Thanks. It was fun. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Dennis Pitta on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He is the best. I hope that he can play in the NFL again. If he can't, I mean, if he can't, that's a bummer. But 
His personality, his play at BYU, his sense of humor, he's fantastic. Do I want him to be a regular on the show? Yeah, but not too regular. <laughs> not not a pit of takeover? Not a pit. Well, Dennis and I, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Which bowl game do you want BYU to play in, Vegas or Hawaii? Up next, however, we will play What's the Chance? Is Nick Ember going to go for 30-plus, Jerem? Whoa. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Dennis Pitta, Matt Wells on the program today. Which bowl game do you want BYU to go to? Really good stuff. Men's Hoops is tonight against Mississippi Valley State. The Delta Devils in the house, 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. So we had a fun conversation this morning in our pre-production we always do. Dealing with Thanksgiving Day and had some good laughs. What? And so we're going to throw out a bonus Twitter question. Oh, if yeah. BYU football were a Thanksgiving dinner course, what would they be? Would they be the main course for you? Turkey? Stuffing? Mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes and gravy? Stefan is thinking right now. Pie? Yams? Cranberry sauce? Yams. Please not cranberry sauce. Please don't go there. I'll go with this. I'll go with... Mashed potatoes with gravy with salt and pepper on there, okay? Mashed potatoes is probably an eight-win season at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You throw in gravy, some you know, uh, salt and pepper, nine, nine and a half, okay? That's where BYU kind of sits right now. We're figuring out, are they going to get nine? Are they going to get ten? Are they going to sit with eight, okay? To me, BYU football is mashed potatoes right now. I want it to be more, and maybe mashed potatoes is seven. I don't know. It's kind of just staple. But I want mashed potatoes with really good gravy and salt and pepper. To me, that's like nine, nine and a half. Okay. I'm going to go with pie because pie mm. is the last part of Thanksgiving dinner. And BYU, oh. more often than not, has been fantastic in the dessert portions of games. I need some blue garbage. In the fourth quarter, Nebraska, Boise State, making the stop against yeah. San Jose State. You crushed me on this. It's true. BYU Do you know what color? is a solid piece of pie. Do you know what flavor pie I see through this? Blueberry pie. <laughs> Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. Oh. Yes. And if it's just what? just think of your favorite piece of pie. Okay? I for me that's BYU football because cherry. Pumpkin. They, Pumpkin. they finish strong, man. Sweet at the end. Let's go, baby. You destroyed me on this part. Let's just go to break. <laughs> There's no competition. Dennis, Dennis Pitta, it's yours. <laughs> just come on in. Up next. <laughs> The Cougar Whip Around as we get you set for another big sports day across BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Those Cougars are in action tonight against the Fighting Jerry Rices of Mississippi Valley State at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Dave Rose told the media yesterday Nick Emery will make his first start tonight for Jake Toulson. Volleyball. The 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team beat Pepperdine in four sets to clinch the outright conference yeah! championship. Two years in a row. Alexa Gray had 29 kills. Sierra Parker had a season-high 31 digs in the win. The NCAA tournament selection show this Sunday, 9 Eastern on ESPN. Please see BYU. Women's basketball. Cougars beat Utah State 81-69, led by Alexi eaton Rideoffs. The Cougars, uh, she had 29 points in the game. Cougars played in front of... 2,500 kids and also unveiled the 2015. That's, there they are cheering. 
The 2015 West Coast Conference Tournament title banner. You should have heard them all the NFL. And they were all singing Bieber and Taylor Swift together. It was unbelievable. So were you and Brian Logan. Ziggy Ansah and the Detroit Lions will face the Philadelphia Eagles in an early and annual NFL Thanksgiving Day game. Soccer. Congratulations to senior Sarah Chambers Gardner, who was named a third-team academic All-American after maintaining a 3.9 GPA. I was much lower than that, if you like. Jimmer. Jimmer for Dead is officially back on the roster of the Westchester Knicks West of the Chester. NBA Developmental League, but has not yet received a number he did not play in last night's game. Let's get his jersey or something from the Westchester Knicks. What? Hey, future guests, both bowl directors, Hawaii and Vegas, on the show next week, Blaine Fowler, Moroni Laulu, Pututau, uh, on Friday as well. Now, while we have just a second, Jerem, speaking yes. of the bowl game directors. Yes. Do you want me to yeah. read it? Okay. Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune just tweeted the following. Las Vegas Bowl Executive Director John Sassenti? Yes. I don't know how to say that. Yes. Just told me that BYU doesn't have to beat Utah State to get the Las Vegas Bowl bid, but it would sure help. Ah. Interesting. I'm not sure I almost believe that. I think BYU needs to... Well, you just said it. BYU, I think BYU needs to beat Utah 93 State. 93 BYU sounds way better. Because the conference champ could go to Las Vegas. If that's San Diego State and they beat Air Force in the Mountain West Conference Championship, not this week but the next... You'd think that they could be in the poinsettia bowl in their own stadium in San Diego. So go Aztecs, and BYU needs to be Utah State. Then Vegas feels likely. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. <laughs> Help when you need it most. Why did we wait so DexterLaw.com. long? DexterLaw.com. <laughs> Why did that take so long? That's really good. It goes to BYU women's volleyball. Wrapping up another WCC title, the 11th ranked team in the country deserves to host a few home games and at least have a great shot to get again to the Sweet 16. They are BYU's best program right now in any sport. Consistently Women's awesome. Volleyball. They are fantastic right now. Which bowl game would you rather see BYU football in, Vegas or Hawaii? At DeShakespeare says Hawaii Bowl. DeShakespeare? There's no guarantee the AAC will have a good, as good a matchup in the future. Look how quickly UCF fell apart. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's way bad. Thanks to Matt Wells, Dennis Pitt, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUS. Our elite tweet of the day, at Stone says, Vegas, it is better to play the Pac-12 opponent. Plus, watching a game on Christmas Eve can cause marital unbliss. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that night. That's fantastic. Show on demand. Download the podcast. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Watch Inside BYU Football.